When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Matthew Collar, best known on 1500ESPN.com as our Vikings expert, but a hockey NHL expert, too. And, in fact, you still do a little moonlighting for ESPN.com, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Write an occasional uh, column or analytic Usually, uh, piece. Weekly during the season for ESPN Insider. So, last week I wrote about where John Tavares might fall and what kind of impact that might have. And he ends up in Toronto, which is really good for Toronto and really not good for the rest of the East. How old is uh, Tavares? 27. Okay. And he's one of the better players in the uh, East. I would put him in the top 10. Yeah. So who do they put him with Toronto up there? Because uh, well, he's a goal scorer, right? Yeah. Well, he can do it all, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year he played with uh, Anders Lee, who everybody knows, mm-hmm. and uh, Josh Bailey. And those are two guys that are relative no-names. Lee scored 40 points, and Bailey set a career high for assists. So it's, it's kind of like he's one of the rare players that isn't just a goal scorer or a playmaker. He can do everything. And one of the great things, too, is you can put him with almost anyone, and he'll just instantly make them better. So now they have him, and then the guy, Austin Matthews, who was a number 1 overall pick two years ago, and he's a great player, too. And they're just So uh, the uh, Islanders hire promising young general manager, Lou Lamorello, <laughs> and then they bring in the Stanley Cup winning coach, uh, Barry Trotz, and they can't keep the virus anyway, right? No, I, I think what, that was uh, probably... Did they know that was happening? I think it was a desperate move to try and keep him, mm-hmm. be, to show them that uh, his camp, that they wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And I think for Tavares, it was just too sexy to go to Toronto. I mean, they haven't mm-hmm. won a Stanley Cup since, what, 1967? They've been mostly irrelevant for my entire life. And for Tavares' too. To win a Stanley Cup there in the mecca of hockey would be incredible, and I think he looks at that as the best challenge and the best situation, too, because even with the Islanders, if he stayed, it's probably more of the same, even though Lou is their general manager. Well, uh, Chuck Fletcher, uh, now, I, I can't say this that I never recall him being this aggressive, because even though it was the owner's motivation in 2012, they did sign Suter and uh, Parisi, uh, which was a very aggressive move. But numbers-wise, at least, I can't remember an opening day of free agency for the Wild uh, in six years like they had uh, today. And they picked I mean, up yesterday. And they picked up guys that they needed, positions that they needed. They needed some depth at center, so you get... You know, somebody like Eric Fair, who could play... No, he didn't play a lot of games in the NHL last year. He, right? he didn't, no, and he's slowed down well, quite a bit. Is he a, a fourth liner? Yeah, he's going to be a fourth liner. And Matt Hendricks is basically a fourth liner, too. 
Another St. Cloud State Husky, though, damn it. Yep. I, I always root for the Huskies. And uh, Hendricks can play a little, and, and Fair could still play a little, but you need Where's NHL Hendricks, guys. Where's Hendricks? Winger? Yeah, he's a winger. And okay. I, I think you need you just need NHL guys. Okay. You, if somebody goes down, you have to have NHL guys filling in and not trying to just call up whoever from the minors. I like JT Brown. He was a good player with uh, the Lightning. He's another Minnesota guy. The best guy they got was Greg Patteron, who I had seen a bunch in the American Hockey League years ago when I covered the AHL and always liked him and thought he could be a full-time defenseman. He was last year for Dallas, and now he provides some depth here. Oh, what, late 20s type of guy or what? Yeah, he's he's 28 years old. He scored like 13 points last year, so he's not going to be a huge point producer. Just kind of a solid player. He averaged about 20 minutes last year for Dallas and did okay. He's more of a guy that he's a third pair, and if someone gets hurt, he could play second pair. And it won't be like last year where you were moving up guys into the second pair that could not handle those minutes. I think he can on a limited basis. To make some of this happen, uh, they got rid of your guy Tyler Ennis, which uh, you uh, my when, guy is an interesting way of when, putting when they uh, a Buffalo guy when they when they first made that deal last summer. I believe you were not all on board with the idea of bringing him in. And he was making some money, right? Yeah, he was making $4.6 million cap hit, and he was going to be making four point six on the cap again this year, which is why they bought him out and got about half of that back, a little more than half. When they made that trade, I thought this might seal Chuck Fletcher's fate because it was mm-hmm. such a bad trade. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get a ton of cap space back. They got two players that... I had known from watching in Buffalo and Marcus Felino and Tyler Ennis that were sure to disappoint. And I think that Felino did this year not a whole lot, considering that they signed him to a contract extension when he got here as a restricted free agent. And he was up and down. Ennis used to be one of the fastest players in the league, but the league is sped up and he's still five foot nine, 165 pounds. And so he doesn't have that advantage. He's kind of an individual player, he tries to carry the puck all the time, and he just can't create space like he used to. So there wasn't a whole lot there, and he spent a big chunk of last year being scratched. Uh, is uh, Felino they still got, right? Yeah, they do, yeah, mm-hmm. until 2021. Okay. He's a, and he's going to be a role player. I mean, that, that's what he's going to be. There will be a couple of nights a year where you go, wow, this guy... He's on fire. Move him up to the top line, and then he'll disappear for a couple weeks. Isn't he supposed to be physical? Supposed to be, yep. But Mm -hmm. it's very interesting if you compare him with his brother because his brother Nick is a real nasty guy. I Mm -hmm. mean, smaller, but you don't want to play against him. He's he'll chip you. He's gonna he's gonna hurt you if he can. Where Felino, he has to be talked into it every so often. It's like he'll get benched, and then he'll get the message, and he'll go out and be physical for one night or two nights, and then that will kind of go away. And that's been the pattern since he was a rookie in the NHL, and it's still happening. So he's just kind of your average fourth-line type of guy who can be moved up to a third line if you need him to. So uh, what uh, does the uh, backup uh, getting the goalie mean that uh, the Staylock now has competition, or they just needed three goalies. I think it's a just in case. Don't they have, getting Andrew? Hammond, I thought we yeah. had. I, I thought we had a Scandinavian draft choice down in <laughs> uh, in uh, Des Moines. Did we? Uh, we we we've uh, turned off on him. Oh what? yeah, yeah. He's right. He's still there. He's twenty one. Okay, and I'm not sure how to say his name. Mm-hmm. So you have to wait on that. Um, but right now, I think that they are set for a long time with Devin Dubnik. It's just yeah. at some point. 
he has to have a good playoff series. Mm-hmm. I mean, one where he's really outstanding and steals a couple of wins for them. Because even if he's been a little better these last two goes at it than he was early in his playoff career with the Wild, it's still the guy really can't win you a playoff series. And all the great goalies, eventually they do. So you're getting to the point where it's no longer just small sample with him. And he's 32 also. So you have to start thinking toward the future, but at least for the next couple of years, he's going to be their goalie. Well, we're going to uh, come back, and uh, you're going to tell me who's going to get traded here, in your opinion, and uh, maybe talk a little bit about some of the other goings-on in the NHL. Okay, I'm still expecting the wild tweak to be a rather large tweak. I uh, the, the, What happened yesterday really has no impact on whether you're going to move some of your big guys or not. Uh, would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. I think uh, yesterday was just let's add some pieces where we need them. Like you mentioned, a number three goalie, a third pair defenseman, a little bit of forward depth. But if there's a big move coming, there's a lot of potential outcomes here. With when, a lot does, of uh, when do NHL trades usually take place? Right now? A month from now? When do they usually take place? It's kind of all over the map. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I think, in the middle of June when P.K. Subban got traded. It was a little later on when Taylor Hall got traded. Uh, there have been some trades that happened just before the season, just after the start of the season. So uh, I would guess that the Wild, though, now that a couple of things have settled and the and Ryan O'Reilly's been traded, so you kind of have a price for the one big player mm-hmm. that was out there, uh, maybe now is the time where it starts to heat up. If you're going to do it, you're probably going to do it before training camp starts, but now is probably the best time. Well, if they trade Zucker... Or need a rider. I mean, everybody thinks Coil, but I'm not sure what the market would be for him. Uh, and if Dumba makes a man, they're not going to trade Dumba. But uh, what they'll just try to be getting a little a guy they look ahead at the playoffs to being a little tougher, a little more likely to score a goal for him when it counts than Zucker. What? What? I mean, Zucker was. Had a pretty good year. What what are they, what are they going to get in return? Yeah, Zucker is he's got that perfect matchup in time where he had a career year and he's up for a contract because he's a restricted free agent, which means that he can't really go out on the market. Someone could offer sheet him, but the teams never use they, offer sheets. They don't do that. Huh? No, they don't. Which I think is kind of. But what if he refuses but, to sign? What are his options? Sit out. And that's no, it. no, but I mean arbitration. Does he yeah, get arbitration? Uh, yeah. I mean, if he wants to get paid for a year and then become a unrestricted free agent, he's got to do one more year and then be unrestricted? I think that's right. I think mm-hmm. he has to go to the arbitration. But usually it never gets there. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost nobody ever has this happen. Usually they come to an agreement and then they just go from there, which is like Granlund last year. Like he came to a deal and he got $5.75 million and then we all just carry on. But... If you're looking to move on from someone, that's kind of the right time because you're usually going to overpay them if they're coming off of a career year. So Zucker had never had a year like he did last season, and he could repeat it. It's not like it was crazy puck luck or anything, but more likely he's probably a 25-goal scorer instead of a consistent over-30 guy. So you're trading him while his value is high. Uh, 
and he has four goals in 31 playoff games. So he's consistently not really come through for you when it matters the most. Uh, Granlin signed for two, right? So he can be a free agent after next season, right? Uh, I think it was two. He signed for a shorter yes. period of time than the other guys that they yes. managed to lock up. It was kind of a bridge deal through 2020. Mm-hmm. So he'll He's be always been two. kind of looking at hitting the market sometime here, and he's still young enough to get some money. Are you a Granlin fan? Uh, so-so. I mean, I think that finding a guy who can score 70 points in the NHL is very valuable. I think in the regular season, he's great at carrying the puck through the neutral zone with speed and creating plays and making great passes, and he's got a good enough shot to score. It's just when you get into the playoffs, if he's your top go-to guy, it's very hard to get over that hump because teams know how to eliminate him. Usually what happens, and you saw this with the Capitals in the playoffs, is that teams start to really lock down that neutral zone. When it comes to the playoffs, they try to play very tight. The Capitals played and a totally different Granlin game. And that's where Granlin makes a difference during the regular yeah. season? Yep, that's where he's the big difference maker. Is He is incredible at getting through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone and creating offense. I mean, there will be times, there was a time last year I was at a game where every time he had the puck, Two guys would meet him at the at the blue line, and he would still be able to get it past them and get into the offensive zone. He's very good at that. But the playoff teams are usually great at game planning for him for a seven-game series, and they're able to slow him down. But that's because he's the one that's asked to do a lot of the offense for this team. So I think if they're looking out in the market, you're trying to find another dynamic playmaker more than you're trying to get tougher. I don't know that getting tougher is really going to help this team. I, I think it's more of just who can score in the playoffs and how many different scores you can have if you're not going to win with a Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin level player, which you just can't get. So who among the the now mid-career core that we used to call the young core that's they're now 25 or whatever they are uh who do you covet the most and who do you think should be moved well i I think that um you know the 24 to 26 year old group here that's been together now for five years as far as who you have to keep matt dumba is number one on my list by a mile for who because you, have you to keep. saw the uh, you didn't see as much dummy play from Dumbo last year. Right? Correct, and you know the funny thing about him is that his role has changed. He's taken on more responsibility, but he's never had a year in his career where the other team has scored more goals than the Wild when he was on the ice. Every year he's been a positive player at even strength, so that's kind of a huge deal. And he was on the ice for more Wild goals last year than any other defenseman. So he's clearly creating offense that's hard to replicate. There aren't too many other offensive defensemen that are as good or better than him around the league. There's only a handful of guys. So you have to keep him, sign him to a big contract, and don't worry so much about the mistakes that he makes. They'll be there, but he's like you said, he's cut down on them. Granlund, I would also say, tough to replicate, tough to get back what you would be giving away. But as far as the others, I think Niederreiter probably has the most value because he's got great analytics He's a big body. His analytics are good? He was, because of what? Yeah, uh, Because he's so good along the boards, I think. Okay. His puck protection, his ability to win battles, it shows up year after year. He's one of the best in terms of how much the Wild outshoot the other team. But he's not a great individual scorer, and his contract runs through 2022 at $5.2 million. That's kind of a lot. So if you were looking to clear some space with someone who would have value on the market, he's that guy. Coyle is the one that... 
his contract matches up with what he does, but he's very frustrating. You can't have a player that you want to be in the top six or even your top three lines because you're going to need that to win who just does not play for like two months. Like He's out there, but he's not doing anything. And you'd rather have somebody who was an average player that went out and played for you every night as opposed to somebody who disappears like him. And with his size and hands, you could convince someone else that he's worth more than what his production was last year, I think. Ravers, uh, this is, uh, I, I know you have some sources. Yes, deep. How's Dumba doing on curfew? <laughs> <laughs> Um, my sources have <laughs> told me that uh, they expect him to turn things around. Okay, is that fair? Are we? Uh, there are. He's less obvious. Uh, he's he's doing a very good job of hiding it. If that's okay, uh, if right. that's an indication. Okay, that's yes. Okay, because uh, he does. He supposedly was a young man who liked the nightlife. But uh, well, there's nothing. And you know what? Hard to blame a single that's guy right, wanting to take yeah, advantage of uh, those opportunities. He does have ability, man. What should they done last year at this time in the expansion draft? Could have they just lost Brodine, or did Brodine have a contract that they could not lose, that um, they could not claim? They could have just lost Brodine, and that might have, in hindsight, been the better move. Um, but Brodine played well for them last year, and considering they gave away Scandella for nothing, mm-hmm. uh, they really couldn't have two defensemen go like yeah. that. and. You know, I mean, you lost Howla. He played really, really well for Vegas. And, you know, I know everybody likes Alex Tuck. He scored 37 points. So it wasn't like he completely lit the world on fire. Howla probably lived up to what his actual talent was. Not having that depth was a problem. But I think it was more of just nothing else happened. Like they let those guys go in order to keep Dumba, which was the smart move. I still think is the smart move. But they made no other moves to try and fill out. The, the players that they lost, other than to bring in Ennis and Felino, which gave them zero, gave them nothing over what you would have just gotten from an AHL guy. I think that's where the mistake was, not so much in how they handled the expansion draft, but not being able to replace those guys that you should have been able to replace on the free agent market. How often, and this was what I say, how often do you go to the game... And you're leaving and saying, boy, was Brodeen good tonight. He was dominating. You know, he dominated. I, I like a defenseman who gets a few points anyway. <laughs> he's still he's a young kid. I mean, he's, what, 23 now? He's been playing yeah. for five, six years. You know, let's, let's get 50. Not 50, but what, 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 how many points does he get? He'll probably get about 25 to 30 a that's, year. That's but, it. Okay. But they're only paying him $4.2 million. Okay. And for somebody who is so effective in their defensive zone, I've come around a bit on him since I've seen him play on a nightly basis, that he is really effective in the defensive zone. It's He's just, a reason they don't give up a lot of goals. A, a, lot, lot, of, a lot of times. But, you know, the thing with a player like him, though, is there are some teams that way overvalue that. Like, there are some teams that undervalue the offensive skill of someone like Dumba. It's the reverse can be true, where someone thinks that a shutdown defenseman is the most valuable thing you can have, which just isn't really true. So if you were looking around the trade market and someone said, I I really want Brodeen, I'll give you this 25 or 30 goal scorer, you take that because it's easier to replace Brodeen than it would be to replace that scoring. Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I just... I felt like, let's see something here. Could take the puck and go down and shoot it. In the Is net. he good in the room, though? I don't know. Well, he's. I think he's the Koivu 
of defense. Yeah, I mean the yeah, Koivu yeah. of yep. uh, of the blue line. Yep. He's the Koivu that he's you know he's he's a good player. He's good defensively, but he's never going to say wow. Yep, there's definitely value there in when opposing players try to carry the puck into the zone, and you have a guy who can skate well enough, is good enough with his stick to make that difficult on them to break pucks up force pucks down in the corner, force them to dump the puck in. There's value in all of that. But there's just more value in being able to pick it up and race it to the other end of the ice or be able to make a really good pass out of the zone. That's Those are things that he just doesn't do that well. All righty, Matthew Collar's with us. We're talking heavy-duty uh, NHL free agency. We uh, shall return. Now I'm being taunted by Lori and Julia about the plane ride. Uh, I'm, I'm train. Plane, a train ride. Yep. Uh, the plane ride I, was fantastic. I, I'm, I'm a big air fan. I'm a big airplane fan now. They, they I endorse airfare. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. They had to change a tire on the American Airlines flight. 20-minute delay. Which is a hell of a lot better than a 40-minute delay in the middle of nowhere for a freight train. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Here's Johnny Height with a rapid-fire sports update because he is also doing traffic this week. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. This and up. next week. And next, and week. next yeah. week. Thanks for pointing that How out, Chris. How much vacation does Mr. Traffic get? I don't know. Every time I ask him, he swears at me, so <laughs> I, I stopped asking I him. I wish so. he was here, though, to uh, give me, because he was the guy telling me. That you're an idiot Wednesday, for taking the that train. you're an idiot yep. and the yeah. fact you don't drink means you will, <laughs> you will hate it because you don't drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, I considered. <laughs> <laughs> this After is, only 37 years, maybe I'll have just one about <laughs> jar like this. He ends up, he said, West Virginia. <laughs> when are we going to get to Chicago anyway? <laughs> This update sponsored by KFC. This summer, get the new crispy kernel sandwich from KFC. It's a new double-breaded chicken sandwich. Get the new KFC crispy kernel in a $5 fill-up with wedges, cookie, and a drink. It's extra crispy good. This offer is not everywhere and not forever. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Twins Brewers tonight in Milwaukee. Kyle Gibson tries to get the Twins back on the winning track. Brent Suter pitches for the Brewers. A lot of roster news today from the Twins. Jorge Polanco, who's in the lineup, I'll give you that in just a minute, has been reinstated from the restricted list after serving his 80-game suspension. Uh, Twins also recalled righty Zach Littell from Rochester. Uh, to, if you don't remember Zach, just remember he had a really red face to go with his red hair. Last uh, the Duffy him. must have pitched the last couple of days because everybody thought he was going to come back. So, Guys, i got to say, after the last six games for our... Uh, Twinks in Chicago. Yeah. I, I'm feeling pretty good about my hot take that they won't win 70 games. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think, well, yeah. feeling pretty good about Especially that. Especially right when now. they're going to get rid of five guys between Mao and Juice yeah, July yeah. 31st. Yep. To make that room, might improve things, actually. <laughs> <laughs> to make room on the roster, the Twins optioned lefty Alberto Mejia back to Rochester. Adrianz has been put on the 10-day disabled list with a hamstring strain. <laughs> that's that's upsetting to Reavers. He's a big fan. Oh, oh my God. That's, that's the first thing, he, first thing he said to me today when I saw him. He started complaining well, about Adrianz. I, I tweeted on Saturday just because he has, and I, I get it, he's not supposed to be an everyday player. I, that's my whole point. He has become the poster child for every level of dysfunction with this team. Okay. 
Uh, they also, now, I didn't like this because I've grown to like Ryan Lamar. They designated him for assignment. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully, hopefully. They're very upset in the Tanny, Tanny household out in Edina, too, <laughs> as his in-laws. So. Twins also returned Byron Buxton from his rehab assignment. He was reinstated from the 10-day disabled list and optioned to Ryan. I think he'll be here for the start of the homestand Thursday. So. He's getting a couple of hits. So. Here's your Twins lineup this evening. Joe Mauer, first base leads off. Eddie Rosario hitting second in left field. Uh, Dozier now hitting third at second okay. base. That's so Robbie Grossman can play right field and hit cleanup. <laughs> Jorge Polanco is at shortstop hitting fifth. Williams Astudio at third base hitting All right. sixth. All right, they're yeah. going to give Eddie third a game base. off. Yeah, Eddie Eddie's, needs a day off. Yeah. He's been uh, scuffling. I thought he, I thought he was a catcher. Oh, he, oh, plays he plays everywhere. He, he plays center field. He played center field Saturday. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I did not mean to disrespect Cr- Wellington. I think, even though I think Buxton could outrun him, he played center okay. field. Okay. Yeah. Reavers, the bottom line is he puts the ball in play. So you want to <laughs> yeah, get him really in the does. lineup as often I'm, as possible. I'm completely fine no with being in the lineup. Yeah. I, I know you didn't get to watch the game, Chris, but at one point, because of all the heat and uh, the outfield for the Twins, they had uh, him in center field. They had Grossman in right, and uh, they had Logan Morrison in left field. Left field. That was, Jesus, yeah. no wonder they had twenty and hits yesterday. Last, no, that was two days ago. Or two days, two days, days ago. ago. Sorry. And the last out was recorded by pinch hitter Jake Odorizzi. You're kidding yes. me. <laughs> yep, that's correct. Wow. Uh, Carroll hits seventh tonight and plays center field. Bobby Wilson catches and hits eighth, and Kyle Gibson, because it's a National League ballpark, hits. Ninth. What a so, season. Bob, We're going to remember this one for a long time. must not like some of the boxing that took place uh, behind the home plate. Hey, the little bit of Twins I did get to watch, though. You know who can hit? Zach Duke. He, 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 looks like he at least hitter. looks yeah. like a hitter when he's in yeah. the batter's box. Well, his lifetime at Wrigley was 318. Wow. It, and hmm. it was 30 at-bats or something like that. So. He didn't exactly put out the fire in the fifth. No, no he, he did came in to no. replace Austin Reed. No, he did First not. to third. First to third. First to third. <laughs> Five a, first to thirds, and it would have been six. That is if, hard to uh, do. If Amarillo or whatever his name is, hadn't pulled up at second because of cramps. A lot of base hits. Yes. Cubs there. Uh, World Cup action today. Brazil in the round of 16 shuts out Mexico 2-zip. Belgium has to come from behind. They were down 2-zip, but they beat Japan 3 to two, and everybody going to the everybody from Belgium going to the interviews post game got pushed out of the way by the Japanese media. So that's why I was rooting for Belgium. And the Japanese guys will sneak in front of you in line at the event. I'm, that's why I'm, that's why I wanted Belgium to win. You have odd rules. <laughs> Cover the Olympics with some of those fellas; they'll drive you crazy. The uh, Timberwolves withdrawing the qualifying offer, and I'm just going to do what Manny told me to do. Uh, the qualifying offer they made to Belly. I'm just saying Belly. Okay. Yeah, 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 be renounced. Like, so. We renounced him. We renounced, <laughs> we renounced you. So did uh, who else got renounced by the Lakers? Uh, Julius Randle got renounced. Oh, they the signed Rajon so Rondo, and Rajon Rondo is getting a one-year, nine million dollar contract. So uh, with the Lakers. LeBron wanted Rajon on his Rajon and and the goofball and Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. Lance Stevenson. They bring him in. Well, that's like Black Adam Schefter tweeted with the <laughs> who? What a Swaggy P? What's his name? Nick Young. 
when he shot the three ball and it rattled in and he turned to the crowd like this and then it rattled out. <laughs> like, like, I got this. Uh, the Wolves, by the way, got uh, did that because they're going to sign power forward Anthony Tolliver. Right. More of a small forward, I think. But, Little you know, bow. He's yeah. kind of a tweener. Does he play okay. the three or the four? He's played <laughs> three and a half. He's, gotcha. a, three, he's, he's a three and a half. Three and a half. Three, All right. Right. We'll roll with that. Played parts of 10 NBA seasons, including two years with the Wolves. And shockingly, Corzo doesn't approve. Yeah. <laughs> I am shocked. I think, I think LeBron would have come yeah. here and Corzo. Corzo Yeah, (laughs) Tolliver will sign a one-year deal for between five and six mil. That, according to Doogie. Next time Tibbs and I have dinner, I'm taking Corzo with. Oh, and let him just get liquored up too. Yes, that'd be great. And we charge admission. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Johnny, you go to traffic now. Okay. All right, uh, we're going to switch topics here to the hottest uh, basketball team in America, the Minnesota Lynx, seven in a row right now after last night, right? Seven in a row. You are a season ticket holder. I am. Your wife, Sloan Martin, covers the uh, Lynx, uh, writes, writes some stories on the Lynx for the Athletic. Correct. And uh, they were uh, three and six. And then uh, it appears Maya said, out of hell with it. I'm going to be the best player in the world again. Right, Manny? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that yesterday. Was that on local TV? Because she took it over, right? Plus. Fox Sports North Plus it was on. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched it on WNBA. And, they, and, they, and the rest of the gals weren't playing all that well, and, and she just took every shot down the stretch. I mean, that's kind of been how it's gone. Sylvia Fowles has been great. Yes. She was the MVP and the MVP of uh, the championship last year, but it's been the Maya show. Two straight weeks of... Her being Western Conference Player of the Week, seven straight games of going over 20 points, which they only play 40 minutes. Yes, so right. Yeah, it's, 20 points is an achievement in that league. Yes. Right. Last year, no one averaged 20 points a game. Really? So to, yeah. The huh. highest was, I think, 18.7 or something mm-hmm. like that. So this year, the, the scoring is up around the league, and I think that the entertainment value is even higher this year than it was last year. Uh, but to go there on a nightly basis to Target Center and watch Maya Moore take games over... She cannot be guarded. I mean, there isn't a player in the league who can shut her down. And at some point, I think Cheryl Reeve said to Maya Moore, even if they're guarding you, you just have to say, bleep it, I'm going to shoot it anyway. And she's her three-point shooting either, is either up. That everything. Was, either that was Maya just said it herself. Yeah, uh, could be. Yes. Yeah, probably there, there was a quote from Cheryl where she said that she asked Maya to take more bad shots. Mm-hmm. Like, even if that's not exactly the right basketball play, you shoot it anyway because who cares? You're the best. Well, the uh, secret of success to this team is, A, in my opinion, they have the best player in the world. Yep. And B, they have the best big player in the world, Sylvia Fowles. Yeah. So they have the two of those. They they're better than they've ever been because they got Sylvia Fowles. They never, am I? They they never were dominant in the post right before Sylvia Fowles showed up. And Not I'm, really, no. I've never seen a player get so deep. Manny and I have gone in the last couple games, and I, we were talking about this the other night. Wait, even uh, with Big Mama though, Pat? Yeah, Mama Taj. Uh, no, no, not, no, no, no. Uh, oh, uh, Janelle. Janelle, no, Janelle was. Janelle, you got to go back to college to see Janelle at her. Zenith. Okay, she was an okay WNBA player and great hands, great passer. The the thing that made her good was when she got her hands on the ball, there was no argument. Mm-hmm. You know, she had great hands, <laughs> but uh, hell, she. By the time they got her back here, she'd sat out a year, right? Yeah, for. Uh, for not being in prime condition. When she trucked that girl from UCLA, 
in their <laughs> final four run. That was still one of the most impressive plays ever. Man, that was cool. Well, the most impressive was the next game against Kansas State when Nicole Oldie wanted to be anywhere else in the world <laughs> but playing against Big Mama. Right. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Well, anyway. With, with Sylvia, I mean, she's got an incredible shooting percentage because every basket she scores is within two feet of the rim. She's just able, she's so big and so strong, she's able to just drive people back. And some of these bigs in the WNBA, they, they could be kind of like shut down or a little soft at times, and she just plows them over. And it's great. So having those two, the rest of the team is still iffy. And, you know, Augustus is up there in age. Waylon's playing about 20 minutes a night now with uh, you know her age and, and other things going on, coaching the Gophers, and I think that's probably taken a bit of a toll. So she's playing about 20 minutes, splitting it with Danielle Robinson. She was down to seven minutes at the end of the slump, and since then she's played more. Is she playing a little better? She's definitely playing She's better. moving a little bit better, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, at the very beginning of the season, it looked like... You know, how long is this going to go on for? Mm. But this kind of happened last year, too. At the beginning of the year, it was a little bit tough, but she wasn't playing overseas, so she had to play herself into shape a little bit. And then by the end, in the championship, she was fantastic. So that might happen again, where throughout the summer, she just gets better and better, and then this team becomes unbeatable again, especially if Maya's taken over every night. Did Maya take last year? Not, I mean, I know she played this winter. Did she take two years ago off? Some of it, because it wasn't that when she came in and wasn't real good. Wow, she isn't as sharp as she was. But I know she, I know she, was she I, China I or someplace and won the championship again. Or I, I don't know where she was. But. I do remember last year she got off to kind of a slow start mm-hmm. in the season. She picked it up later on, but yeah, I do remember that. It is, uh, you know, I was thinking today, we, we got the statues around Target Field, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and... We got Sid's the only statue at Target Center. Are, if they decide to start doing statues, uh, and Kevin Garnett is still not willing to come and have his number retired, number and, retired and statue put up, Maya's the only statue we got, oh yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, she's the only statue I we got. I would think so. You know, because she came in. 2011, Coach. 2010, Coach Reeve started right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were 14 and 18, or 16 and 18, or something like that, yeah. with Whalen and Augustus. Wouldn't Whalen get one just from the longevity and the heritage and everything else like that? Well, might, but it would be PR. It would. Sure. I mean, I, I love Lindsay as much as the next person, but she started. But 2011, more shows up. And then all of a sudden you're the powerhouse. It's not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's it's you the having, fact it's they like were, having LeBron. They were mediocre enough to uh, what they had the one and the they won they won the lottery won the lottery. So they had enough ping pong balls from 2010 to win the lottery and get Maya Moore. It changed if, everything. If, if they didn't get Maya Moore, you know how many WNBA titles they'd have? None. Zero. So, uh, as much as a chance of Mrs. Rice of riding the train home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> even though, with the great coaching of Coach Reeve, who might soon be in the NBA, uh, they, they, they needed Maya. Okay, we'll be back. Patrick? 
Comiskey Park in Chicago. The pennant picture hasn't been brighter since 1959. Comiskey Park is jammed this weekend to see the White Sox tangle with the Twins in four games with first place at stake. The bases loaded with the White Sox before a full house at Comiskey for Jim Spencer. There it is, and there it goes. Going, going, it is gone. How about that? And the Sox swept the Twins in four straight and themselves into first place. On this day in history, uh, Comiskey Park, July 2nd, 1977. Twins came to town on Friday, leading by one game. Uh, they got shut out on, uh, they got beat on Friday. And on Saturday, uh, it was a brawl. Uh, the Whiteys ended up winning 13 to 8, one of my uh, most memorable games. Twins scored two in the top of the eighth. To take a 7-6 lead, Tommy Johnson, the closer, who's been in since the fifth inning. uh, Gene wanted this one bad. Uh, Now they go into the uh, bottom of the eighth. Uh, The first ball, Eric Soderholm flies out. Then uh, Tommy Johnson makes an error on a ground ball. Then there's a single to second. And then there's now two on. And one out, and a guy named Alan Bannister, their shortstop, hit a fly ball to right field. And Disco Danny Ford forgot his sunglasses. <laughs> and the ball, he lost the sunglasses, lost the ball in the sun. It falls off his glove. And uh, the tying run then scores. Uh, no, that loads the bases. Jorge Orta, you know, how can a Mexican lose a ball in the sun? Uh, Thank Harry's, you, Harry. Harry's great line. Uh, scores. That uh, that makes that ties at seven to seven, and then uh, the uh, grand slam soon follows. Seven runs in the inning, Twins lose thirteen to eight, and uh, went down to see Gene Mock after the game. How was he doing? There were flames oh. in the uh, manager's office. More than when. And then finally, we get in there, and he said, "I guess I should have made sure he had his jock." His glove and everything else. Uh, it was a uh, very memorable game. Twins lost that one. Lost a doubleheader the next day. Left there three games behind. They got back into first briefly, but then their bad pitching took. Quick, care. more steam out of Gene that day, or when Earl, uh, when Palmer asked Earl, "Why are you walking Danny Ford?" Earl? Well, Earl was good natured after that game when we went down, and he said, "The first one of you guys who makes a smart ass remark is going to get punched." All right. This day in history. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks for coming in, sir. Anytime. Thank you. All right. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.